Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Jason. And we'll vacation. 
You must marry in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. I got my baby beside me. to be with my side piece here in the Lotus Place, living our life like it's golden. Welcome in to the Lotus Place. It's Friday night, 8, 5. No, what is it? Where are we? The time goes by so fast. I almost said April, August 28, 2015. How is everyone out there today in La La Land? I left home to be with my side piece. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be your side piece. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I just love that song. I heard that song over my girl, Disco Lady House. Disco Lady and Shay, Baby. And I just love it. That's Big Pokey. Big Pokey, uh, Icy Hot. Have you ever heard that song there in uh, Minnesota where you are? I I have never heard that song. <laughs> well, that's that's just like that other old thing that uh, what's that other one? Oh, oh gosh. Well, what's her name? She used to sing all those songs. Who? Shirley. Oh. Um. Sing like Denise Marcel. Yes, yeah, she her would song. do it, and uh, it was a it was another one too. The one that sang of cheating in the next room. Oh, cheating in the next room. Uh, and Mimi uh-huh. Jones. Oh, Mimi yes. Jones. All this sound like they, they were going on. Yeah. What about that? <laughs> what about what, Austin? What about the, the lady that... Um, I can't think of a name, but she had the, this play about young man, older woman. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, um, I know what you're talking about. She's got uh, the real full lips, and she had a mouth on her, too. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't recall. think of her name, but she would, she, she would, she'd sing songs like that. You know, mm. just really, just, just, like well, Betty Bunch, just that's, that's what people do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheating in the next room and all of that. And, um, so, you know, we'll have to have a show about that side piece. Maybe we can, maybe we can have Pokey come on and talk to that, uh, what inspired well, him to write really, this, it, uh, it really, it really wasn't just about the side piece, because there's a lot of side pieces. This one said uh-huh. they left home because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a special side piece there. This side piece yeah. is, was really uh, above the side piece. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He, this, he said he left home. Mm, yeah. <laughs> side this side piece became the main piece. Yeah. You know, well, like, um, him, you know, he going to find, find another, another one. side piece. <laughs> Like uh, I think in the beginning of the you song, you know they're good. You know they're good for switching around and then start going back with the main thing and use that as a side piece. 
Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Every, every now and then, though, every now and then, though, they meet somebody that just knocks them off their feet and they're like little puppies and their running days are over. They've been whipped. So Ooh. every now and then, yeah, they meet their match. Yeah, they meet their match. You know? Maybe if you can, yeah, maybe if you can <laughs> do certain things to just keep that little spark and keep their nose wide open, like Oz, um, Aja, tell us um, what the, um, what is it? Something with the tongue, kung fu, matangi, the tongue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah, the tongue, kung fu. Yes. You got to be creative in the bedroom. You got to be creative um, because because people get bored. They get bored. They get bored. Mm -hmm. You know? They become very bored with the same old thing. Same old, same old. You. You waiting on him to make the first move, and he's waiting mm-hmm. on you to just really can you can we switch it up, you know? Yeah. You know, do something yeah. different. Yeah, take the initiative, do something different, think of something, um, just different, wildly different, insanely different. Yeah, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, spank me, spank me, baby. I'm like, what? Spank me, <laughs> spank me. I've been mm. a bad girl. You know, All right. My goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. They don't rise. They don't rise Yeah, you know? well, you know, role playing and all that, I think, you know, whatever it is, yeah. it is that you may have a desire to try, you should be able to run it by your partner. And maybe they're not into that, but at least you can, so you did ask. Yeah, she like can have several things, you know, else. several Several things. Try, let's play, let's play doctor, you know, examine me or let me examine you. you know? oh, or like a sensual uh, massage or something. Mm-hmm. A yoni massage. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Oh my goodness. Well, tonight we will talk about our love list. You know, you always hear, well, I've, I've often heard women speak about, uh, or people just speak about, make out your list. Um, it's a part of like uh, the law of attraction or visualization. Just visualizing what you want or writing out what you want or creating a uh, vision board with pictures of what you desire, your house, car, or, or uh, the size you want to be or the way you want to look or whatever it is. And also write that list out about your perfect mate, like what attributes and qualities must this person have? And sometimes you may find out, I've heard people say that, oh, yeah, I did have that on my list, and I removed that because of this. And so maybe that list is a, a functional list, it's a working list. But I think that that is a good step to take, and I'd like to hear from other people, especially these wise women on the line, um, what do you think about making out your list and what are some qualities and attributes that you would suggest for young women and young men to look for, to put on that list, to record on that list? What should this person have, like a job? You know, should they, should they be employed or not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> people, you know, I guess they don't write that down so they have a bunch of unemployed mm-hmm. people approaching them mm-hmm. and then they're wondering why all these unemployed people are, or, or trifling people, or whatever it is, whatever it could be. People looking um, for a place mean to people. stay. 
or uh-huh. yeah, mean people or, or sick people or you know whatever it is. You have all Leeches. these people undesirable. Let's just say undesirable coming to you because you haven't actually defined what you really want. You know, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think that you know that's a good exercise. And so we'll go through that. Because we're all about, once again, this is the Black Butter Love Show on Friday night here at the Lotus Place. And we're all about helping your relationship to be happy, healthy, and whole. So, mm-hmm. your love list. I want to hear some love okay. list. I'm going to make out my love list as we go along. Because I think I need a new love list. Mm-hmm. And um, foreplay 101. Matangi's going to bring it to us with a foreplay one-on-one. That's the way to keep the spice in the bedroom. Sometimes these men just want to go straight for the juggler. You know, they just want to just yes. boom, boom, boom. Just And, you know, for women, it's like, hold up, wait a minute. You know, let's, let's take our time and, you know, let's get there together. And, you know, there's some steps to this, you know, a few little things we can do. And sometimes you just may feel that hot, hot passion. Because that foreplay has been building up all day or prior to yes. the penetration. And so that's something that I think that, you know, we can um, gain a better understanding of. And I hope that you can talk about that too, Ms. Hangy. Okay. Great. I think that we have Delta, and she is going to bring us some hot topics. Delta, welcome in. Mm-hmm. How are you, dear? Fine. How everybody's doing tonight? I hope everybody has a great day. Namaste, Delta. I hope everybody in for a great show tonight. Well, let me give you two great hot topics. Well, out in Los Angeles, California, they had this white girl. She stole a car, and they said she was high on drugs. She had the whole L.A. What's, was she high on meth? I wonder what she high on meth. Did they say well, they didn't say. Mm-mm, they just said high on drugs. Okay. And they, she had the whole, looked like the whole police force chasing her. And she led them on a high-speed chase for over a good while. And she told them to stop the car. They even throwed out the sticks to flatten the tire. She still kept her going. So finally she stepped out of the car. And they told her to stay in the car. She got out of the car. And she got out of the car and threw her hands up and started doing the nay-nay. What? Being out. <laughs> yes. Say what? Yes. Start. Stop. Start Are you serious? Are you serious? It's on my Facebook page. Go look, but I'll send you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll have to look. She reloaded, huh? And yes, and she got out doing the nay nay. Then she put her hands all in her pocket. She got out doing the nay nay. Seriously. Got out doing the nay nay. Okay. And put her hands in her pocket. Put her her hands in her pocket. In her pocket. In her pocket. They didn't shoot one time, telling her to stop. And, 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 you know, just giving her all these commands. She didn't do any, didn't follow any of the commands. They didn't, but now listen, she got out when they told her not to get out. She got out, pulled her pants down, pulled her shirt up, doing her nay-nay. Then she went in her pocket 
and then start throwing her hands up like gang signs. Then jumped back in her car, and then she didn't close the door. Then she got took her leg and stuck in that car. Now, don't you know that that had have been a black person, and they told them not to get out of the car, and they got out. They'd have been dead. Then if then if they would have they would have saw them trying to go to the pocket, they'd have been dead. She'd have been but shot she, down like an animal in the street twenty minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I'm angry about. Why? This is what we talking about double standards. Double standards. Uh-huh. Now she got out doing a nay nay. They told her to stay in the car. She didn't stay. She did a nay-nay, jumped up, did a gang sign, jumped around in the street, pulled her shirt up, pulled her pants mm. all around, put mm-hmm. one in her pocket and everything. And the mm. excuse was she was high on drugs. She didn't know what she was doing. Uh, but all them commands, they didn't shoot not oh one time. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what the hell is going Mm-hmm. Okay, let me go to my Let's next hot topic. Well, I'm going to give you two more because I okay. thought about Joyce Zinnemann. They had a white lady who had four kids. Said she, then she had a little baby was two months old. She ran into the store down in some part of South Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. And she ran into the store to get some candy. She said for one of her nephew's birthday, when she got in the car and pulled off, they said she was gone for two hours and left the baby in the store in the buggy. And they came up with all kind of excuse for the white, blonde, blue-eyed woman. Sure. You know, they said mm-hmm. that she was on a stress and, oh, she didn't mean to leave her baby in the store and, She's such a good mother. She searches this. She searched that. And do y'all not know they gave her baby right back to her? Oh, wow. She came back to the store and they gave her her baby back. Now, we know that they got the headhunters going around taking Mm -hmm. the black babies. And if that had been a black baby left there in that store for one minute, She'd have been down at the white folks' house and probably at the grocer's house, and they'd have been counting up how much money they were going to make off of Well, that's just but like the lady that had the um, interview, I think, like in the food court or some mall, and the children were sitting right there, like in the like at another table, and they still tried to take her children away. I think they did take the children away for like a few days, but a petition was started, and she was able to get, uh, regain custody, but... So yeah, that I, I I can I can definitely see that there there is a double standard. There are different it is laws. a double standard. Okay, mm-hmm. then we got mm-hmm. George Zimmerman on the rampage, calling mm-hmm. President Obama again. Yeah, again. Oh, girl, he just made a new post about President Obama, and he said. That the George gentleman said that the black man who shot the two news reporters, that is a hate crime and ain't nobody doing nothing about it. And he said Obama was, <laughs> he, he said, said Obama, 
Mm-hmm. He said Obama was ignorant and he was a monkey. Mm-hmm. Yep, he mm-hmm. just posted this one. It's all over the yeah. news. Dr. Short talking about it too. Well, see, we, 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 we really uh, are, are giving him more and more energy. The more people that talk about it, the more fame he gets, and the more he sits back and snickers. Because what he's saying is stupid. It doesn't make sense. Everybody knows what, what his mentality is. For him to just spout out words, just to be spouting off, you know, what kind of sense does that make? To gain news, you know, to be popular, to, to you know, he's dead issue, you know, all the things that he did. And then he's probably still getting money because people are still keeping him alive, you know. He's nothing. He's nothing. And we should not give him any of our energy. Let's turn our backs on him. I've turned my back. <coughs> I agree because, you know, they live and thrive off of um, our energy. And they do. As soon as we cut off that energy source, that's why they go so crazy when uh, we talk about, like, boycotting, economic boycotts. That's what was the uh, impetus to the um, lynchings of uh, Thomas Moss and the other two gentlemen of the South Memphis grocery store. Because all the black people stopped going over there to that um, white grocery store, and they started patronizing the brothers, who were Ida B. Wells' friends. And I was all crazy, crackers, honey, went right on over there and um, started a riot and lynched those men. And they were only trying to provide for our people. You don't want anybody to come into your store, but then you really do so we can spend money with you. You know, all this kind of nonsense stuff. Just psychological yeah, warfare. Yeah. It's just psychological exactly. warfare. And, and we have to sit here and deal with this craziness day after day because they're crazy. I mean, it's like we're living with a, a, a crazy spouse. You know, it's, it's like we're subjected exactly. to this nonsense and foolery all damn goddamn day long. <laughs> and you wonder why, even if, if the story is true or not about this, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Flanagan, What's his name? Vessie Flanagan, the uh, person that was supposed to have shot these news anchors. True or not true, it's a damn worthy-ass story because I can see a bunch of people fucking exploding, excuse my language, just exploding like that. You know, people are tired. Black people are sick and tired of being on the job and having to Mm -hmm. constantly sit here and be subjected to harassment, racism, the jokes. Uh, the comments, uh, the, the, uh, being looked over for promotions, knowing that we have to, uh, be twice as smart and work twice as hard to get half of what these folks get in half. You know, I used to say a long time ago, if you walk into like places like Kroger grocery store, I know this used to be the case. You look on the wall and you see all these like white people with their pictures as, you know, manager and assistant manager and general manager, but you never ever see them in the store. With those other little nope. black women pictures at the bottom, you, you probably see them, you know, running around making shit happen all day and all night. But, you know, I said, where are these so-called white managers? Where are these people? You never really see these people. These folks, they give their people these positions, these fake positions and jobs and all of these things. 
while we're sitting here struggling, going to college, getting an education, working hard, trying to find a job, nobody's handing any jobs to us hardly, you know, but they just pass jobs on to each other, fake jobs, fake positions, and all of this. And you got somebody running for president, they good for doing that kind of stuff, creating these fake jobs and all of this for their people. You know, we need to create some jobs for our people. I think the Panthers used to say that. Create jobs for our people. That's what we need to do. And that's what I want to do. That's exactly. my goal. That's one of my goals. Create jobs yeah. for my people. Create some work for yeah. my people. You know, uh, uh, so we can not just survive, roaches survive. We need to thrive. So I just had to just say that. I'm just so sick of these folks and this nonsense. I'm tired of giving them all of our energy. It's time to change yes, the game, and that's too. why I say, you know, wh- what are we going to do different? I'm not even fascinated, fl- flabbergasted, or shocked by any of this foolishness that they do anymore because it's just the same thing day after day after day after day after day after day after day. And I will say this. I was thinking about as I, as I walked today, um, and then we'll take a break shortly, I was taking a little walk, and I said, well, you know what? I said, people probably say, oh, why are they talking about love and sex and, you know, relationships and all this stuff with everything that's going on with us? And I and I get that. But you know what? If we don't learn how to love ourselves and love each other and, and have some relationships and start having some marriages and having some babies, at the rate they're killing us, we're going to be in a damn museum extinct like yeah they used to be black people They're just like that. right like, was, that was one comedian that said something like that we'll be in the museum they'll be like yeah those black people that used to jump so high and dance so good yeah, yeah. you remember those people right you know if, mm. if we don't do something so we need to learn how to have sex good sex and love each other and um, learn how to have some relationships and keep the fire going in the bedroom so that you want to stay with that person and not have these crazy screwed up relationships. You know how to make right. it beautiful. You know how to keep the right. hot. You know, you know, yeah. keep the, the penis up and the coochie wet. Okay, we're just gonna say it like All that. Right. So that's what All we're right. talking about tonight. Damn real, damn real. I said <laughs> <it>. So <laughs> welcome into the Lotus Place. Well, we keep it real. So uh, keep it real. Anyway, <laughs> do you have any other hot topics, Delta? No, that's it for today. That's all your hot topics for today. Well, those are some hot topics for us. Thank you so much for sharing. And what are your thoughts, though, Delta? Because you know Sarah gave her um, pretty much a brief synopsis on her thoughts on it. What do you think about the shooting? And what did um, Doctor Short say? I haven't seen his press TV interview. And then we'll take a quick break. Well, my thought is, I believe the man was stressed out. And I believe everything uh-huh. the man say. Because uh-huh. if you've seen all the newscasts lined up, go back, everybody, and look on look online and look on the picture. All the newscasts lined up that worked at that TV station, you did not see one black up in that. So that guy, I believe what he said. He said they made racist jokes. And when he went to them about it, they didn't do anything about it. And he said, and they laughed. They would make these jokes. And he went to the boss. Nobody did anything. 
he said they made jokes about him being black and gay. And I believe him. I believe him. Just look. I believe him. Just look at his. Just look at the. the I believe it can happen. I'll say that. Yeah, I definitely believe that that can happen. I mean, it's not like black people have not been discriminated against in the workplace. And it's not like gay people have not been discriminated against. So it's very well possible. It's very well possible. And if he filed those discrimination lawsuits, right, if, if he filed those lawsuits and nothing was done, then, you know, the judge, they all the judge threw it up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The it's information that I have, uh, I'm sorry. The information that I have is that um they settled out of court. Oh, really? They settled out of court? They sued two different stations, one in Florida, one in Virginia. Yes. And um, I think okay. both of them settled out of court. Okay. Okay, because they got I wasn't aware of that. Of but see, I wasn't aware of that. We need to, but see, my sister said that his lawyer came on TV, so we need to find this interview. Said the black man lawyer came on TV, and she made a mm-hmm. statement that he won his lawsuit. He did. I saw that interview. It was with on CNN. <laughs> With Don Lemon. Now you know in these a lot of these lawsuits when they settle out of court, there's a non-disclosure agreement, mm-hmm. and so she was trying to be careful. She couldn't really tell what was in the agreement, but she did indicate that you know they settled out of court. So, mm-hmm. so what if they did settle out of court? So what if well, they that did? Mean if they settled out of court, that means they admit to their wrong guilt, but they can't discuss it. Yeah, but they well, coming out I mean, now. But how, does, how does that change anything? Well, I think when they settle out of court, they cannot talk about it, and they do not admit anything. They say, we are not, this because we're settling out of court does not mean that we are guilty of anything. We're just settling out of court. They won't admit to anything. But they are going, uh, um, the whole entire news station is just demonizing them. They run in their mouth and saying, oh, he was such a bad worker and, you know, just blaming him mm-hmm. and not admitting to anything they did. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, that's the usual story, though. And, and we should really just turn a deaf ear to that because anytime, anytime a person of color, um, uh, takes on another person's life or, or, or is not there to speak for themselves, their whole life is just open and demonized, even if they were planning to go to college, even if they were taking care of their, their children. Um, they could have just been offered a, a great job. We've seen all of these things. They will still demonize that person no matter what. So, so this is, this is par for course. You know, they, they will say anything, anything about the person who's not here to defend themselves. And then we must be careful not to believe everything we hear and read in the press because we know who owns the press. We know who owns the media. We know what the ultimate goal is for the, um, the nation or the people to to believe we know this and and keep in mind that as soon as one event is just about over another one kicks in this we've got to look at this carefully now something is happening every week or every other week 
to keep our attention going, to keep us arguing, to keep us having different opinions about it, to keep us trying to figure it out. When like, like Black Rose said, what are we going to do? We have got to take right. ourselves out of the victim mentality. And, and we're going to do that. Let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. And we'll come right back on that. You got to get out of this victim mode. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. I feel so freaky tonight. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Kelly's song came out. That was just two, 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 two. Hot baby. Talking about sex me. And that's what we're talking about tonight, along with our love list. Tonight we're talking about our love list. What's on your love list? I will share some um characteristics that I have on my love list as I'm remaking my love list. And sex me for play. Before the sex in me. Or would you say that sexing me well foreplay is part of the sex in me? It's, it's all wrapped up together. What is it? Sex and me and foreplay? Yeah, like sex and me. Like sex and me. Would you say like sex and me, the foreplay is included in the sex and me? Like it's all together? Or is like foreplay? I would, say, I would think so. And sex and me. I would think so because. It's like sex, sex. Okay. I think that sex and me is part of foreplay. I think that foreplay is part of making love. And I think that penetration is part of making love. It's just the 
the end of it is the is the, the 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 final the final part of it for some people for some people it's it's spooning the final part but I think yeah sex in me you know is foreplay even even if um you don't get to the penetration part sex in me could just be foreplay you know that's what I think hmm. Hmm. how do men take this foreplay do they know how to just stop at the foreplay that's the deal um or, or knowing how to cut off or cool down with foreplay. I guess that's, that, that would be the question, perhaps. Okay. Okay. First of all, um, starting initiating foreplay when, when you don't intend to have, have relations, intercourse, is that what you're saying? And then just to kind of just stop it or just to mm-hmm. pause it or keep, uh, prolong it. Is that what you want? I guess, Prolonging it. I guess like if, if to, if to stop it, but we can get into that. We can get into that later though. I want to actually go into okay. the love list. Let's talk about love list. Something that, um, I would definitely say I want on my love list. He has to be a, uh, caring person. You have to have a heart. I don't want somebody that's just completely ruthless. That's something that I definitely look for. And I would also say someone, um, certainly you have to have some kind of uh, ambition and drive about yourself. Now, sometimes people may be in between gigs or whatever, but Jesus, you got to have some type of income coming in. And some type of plan you're working on, I would say. What, what would you say, Delta? I know you, you've been a first lady before, so I always like to hear what you have to say about what women should well, definitely require or look for. Well, now you know my philosophy here. Well, you first thing you want a man to have is money. And the reason I say that, because who wants foreplay from somebody <laughs> who can't pay no bill? You, because if you think about who wants somebody <laughs> who wants somebody to give you some foreplay and he can't pay a bill? Because pay when he's laying there foreplaying on me, I'm wondering mm-hmm. about how these bills gonna get paid. <laughs> So you need somebody to come on with it. And if he got a job, if he got a job, he can full play all night long, long as he comes with But some baggy pants and a piece of one. That's all they got. 
And a piece and of what? So in, and a piece oh, of little worm. And they so in love with that piece of little worm and let it just wag it all over the place. And then they go down and they eat their little cuda. And when they eat their little cuda, they in love heaven. They in love heaven. And when they get up the next morning, they head go to aching because they realize I gave it away and I ain't got no, I ain't got no bills paid or nothing. Yeah. I just, I, uh-uh. I'm not saying you selling the cooter. I'm not saying sell the cooter. But why let them have it free and they go out in the street and talk about it? If you go out in the street and talk about it, at least I'm there, got my house note paid, my car note up there, got something out of the deal. You won't get it free. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what, well, uh, what if he, what if you found out, okay, he's got a good job, he's got a nice car. Um, after the first couple of dates, um, you begin to notice that he's got a real, um, nasty personality. He's got a nasty attitude. He's always yelling at the, the waitress or the, or the server. He, he's always talking about himself. He seems to really be more into himself than he is into you. But he has money and he's not willing to, you know, just whatever you want, baby. Just, you just bring her what you want. Bring her what you want, you know. So, so, how, how does that, uh, fit with you in your now plan? This, now, this is my plan, darling. I want the girls to hear me real good. This is Delta mm-hmm. plan. He can have an attitude. He can, um, he can be into himself. As long as those bills get paid, if he paid them, if he paid them bills, I can live with it. See, some folks can live with it, swooping your behind, talking to you like a dog. Don't pay no bills. Don't do nothing. Uh. But if you so stuck on yourself, and that's all you is stuck on yourself, and you not too keen, you bring the money home and pay these bills. And when you pay these bills, the love making is on the table. And we'll cross okay. that other bridge when we get there. Because I can't okay. cross no bridge with you and you ain't got no money. I just can't get myself <laughs> worked up that have no intercourse or nothing. And you ain't got no money. I just can't do it. Just can't do what you say. I just can't do it. I, I'm not here. I just can't do it. I just can't. That's just me. My, uh, my girlfriend... My girlfriend said that she used to tell men, when they ask her, what's your name? And she says, light, gas, and water. <laughs> or order something like <laughs> rent. What she say? Rent, light. Oh, damn. I wish she'd call and tell me that again. I said, oh, I need to write that down. She said, rent, car note, <laughs> and light. Oh, yeah, I, got I think that's it. Oh, I rent, car note, and light. I can tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> Because <laughs> my that was my oldest sister philosophy. She said, she Cardinal said that light bill, uh, uh-huh. uh, Cardinal light bill, Coltec soap, uh, gas. <laughs> uh, she just went down the list, gro- groceries, <laughs> and she just went down the line. And she said, <laughs> insurance, uh, uh, phone bill, <laughs> and, and she says. <laughs> uh, if you can answer all that, uh-huh. she said, if you can answer all that, then I'll tell you my name. And after a while, wow. they'll stand there a few minutes. After a while, they'll stand there a few minutes. 
next thing you see, they're easing away. I guess my, my sister said, I guess they couldn't answer my name. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that reminds me of a little old lady. She said it takes soap and water to keep it clean. And we're not you want people to know we're gold. We want people to know that we are not saying mm. we whores. We're not saying we gold diggers or none of that. We're just no. saying have some sense. Young girls need to have some sense. They get all this assistance that mm-hmm. us taxpayers that's working and taking care of them. And they'll move baggy pants in there. Yeah. Just so baggy pants. Can give and, and they, a few caps. Can enable us. Let him know, sit up and play those V games. And... And, uh, and giving them a little tap on the booty. And they satisfied. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's more than a tap on the booty for me. Uh-huh. It gets more than that. And see, and that's it, all I'm saying. Why you, why you going to have a, a feel good for a moment? And then after a while, the reality going to hit you. These bills hadn't been paid. Uh uh-uh. uh. When right. the bills or, are or paid, you, then we then when the bills is paid, we can sex and make love all night long. Because you only want to make night, make love. You only want to make love in the dark with a candle because you're being quote unquote sexy, not because you're forced to. Right, Delta. You don't want the lights uh-huh. to be cut off. Well, because you I can't like pay the, the light bill. Because... No, I'm saying because well, the light bill hasn't been paid. Well, yes, the light bill needs to be paid because if if you don't pay the light bill, I can't find where it's soap at to watch my tail. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you want to you want to make sure he can at least help you keep your lights <laughs> on, so you can find the soap exactly, so you can. Look yeah. in the mirror and make sure you look good when he comes over there. You know, things like mm-hmm. that. I definitely feel you. I, I, I certainly yeah, get it. It ain't that we go, Jesus. We just try no. to say, you know, when you, when everything is good and peace in the home, you can make good love making it when everything is good in the home. When the, when yeah. the home is in a turmoil, you can't do it. Yeah, well, well, like my dad and my uncle, um, the men in my family actually gave me an example of what, uh, well, showed an example of what men are supposed to do. And so, like, they've been providers in their families, not saying that, that their wives didn't have to work at all or something like that, um, but they were providers, you know, made sure that the mortgage was paid and the lights were on and... um Things like that, you know, food in the refrigerator. You know, I don't recall being hungry ever in my life. So, and I know, like, my uncle, I know he was, like, the uh, person that, like, paid all the bills. And, you know, I think his wife made just as much of, not more than he did, you know. So, but it still wasn't a big deal. And even, like, with my father and his, um, my father and his second wife, um, I think she may have been making more than him when they were married. So, you know, but he still was a provider. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that, yeah, you want to share something? A lot of times, go ahead. A lot of times it, 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 it depends on 
what the child has experienced growing up, what they what they yeah. see growing up. They don't see, they didn't see what we saw as we were growing up. They didn't have the examples that we had um, when they were growing up. They probably barely saw any kind of male figure whatsoever in a, on a constant basis. They didn't even know what to look for, what guy, what what gauges to go by in picking a man. And they were just, some of them, so happy to have somebody tell them they look halfway decent. A male mm-hmm. tell them that decent. They just took the first thing that was that was passing by. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. that's why I always say it's so important for the, the the father to be in that little girl's life so they'll have some kind of example to go by, something to, to you know, to to know, okay, this is okay for a man to do. This is not okay for a man to do. You're gorgeous the way you are. I love your face. I love, you know, you're daddy's girl. You're beautiful. You're this, you're that. So that they won't freak all out when they hear it from a total stranger, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah. I, I know it's 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 bad to see, you know, but we have to we have to understand where these girls are coming from, what kind of examples that they have, you know, and and they need help, they need guidance from 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 the elders, and and right. you know, it's it's just it's a sad situation. <laughs> it's a I sad situation that's, because because the grandmothers are not in their homes. You know, like mm-hmm. they used to be. Mm-hmm. No, the grandmama, yeah. the grandmama's at the club now, shaking, doing the nay nay too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grandmama doing the nay nay. And too. the reason why I say that because you got so many grandmothers now. You got grandmothers at a real young age now. Yeah. They're they at are. a very young age now. They're not ready to be mm-hmm. grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take this call. Caller, welcome into the Lotus Place. How are you tonight? Hey, ladies, this is Sarah calling in. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Greetings, greetings. Yeah, greetings to you, ladies. Oh, um, Black Rose, yeah, Aja, as well as um, Miss Yes, hello. Yes, yes, ladies. You are talking about my favorite topic that I'd like to talk on in for us women, what we can do. Oh. In order to, okay, is this better? Yes, Hello? yes, we can hear you. Know, I'm, I'm just saying. Ooh, your favorite topic. I'm glad we're talking about one of your favorite topics. <laughs> yes, ladies. Um, because we, we, we have got. As I've always said, this situation can be corrected that we have in our community when women stand up and say enough is enough. Because we, we don't realize the power that we have as women in our home because we are the ones that give birth to these children we raise them we we are their first teachers that's the power that we have you have control of these children for the first six years of their lives before you turn them over let the government comes in and take them from you and then somebody else starts influencing them from the outside so if we start off with a good clean slate and put values into these children especially our young girls because some yeah. of the things that I see out here, it leaves a whole lot to be desired. Because oh, yeah. Because I was, talk, was talking about the other night where these girls walk around with men um, holding up the pants with one hand 
and they could barely yeah. walk. They're, they're, they're walking like penguins because the penguins right. are almost down to their knees. They're, they're waddling. They're reminding yeah. of, yeah. of children with pampers on that you got dirty pampers on and you want to take it off or you all the children you're walking and sagging from side to side because they don't want that stuff touching up their butt. That's how these grown men be walking with these um they certainly these are. pants. Yeah, right. I'm and we could stop it because if, exactly if we could tell you said, you know what, you're not coming out of the house with me dressed like that because I tell my children that. I said, You are not coming into my house, you're not walking out that door looking like that. You your pants is gonna be where it's supposed to be, on your hips, and I don't wanna see your underwear. I said, That's not something that I want to see. I said, That's between right. your girlfriend, your doctor and your bathroom, when you go up in there to take off your clothes in order to take a shower, said, that's it. I don't want to see this, because I've been see that already, because I raised you behind and I cleaned all your pampers. Oh, you don't know what you got down there. I don't want to see it now. Right, right. But we can right. stop that. We can stop that, because as I said before, you know, I, I've seen, um, there are things that I've seen, for instance, as Miss uh, Mother Dunning was talking about with these young girls and how we let ourselves get used by these men. Because, for instance, if you have Section 8 vouchers and you're living in housing and stuff like that, and mm. the man is not on the lease, why the hell are you letting him come sneaking up in there at night to live in there? You don't put him on the lease because, you know, you got a criminal record and he ain't supposed mm. to be on the lease. You sign the lease by yourself for you and your children. But mm-hmm. yet still, the man car, the man car is parked in front of your house every dog all night. He coming every up Every night. There, he, Every night. He ain't providing you nothing because you already know yeah. the government and taxpayers are paying for your rent and everything else. He ain't bringing in nothing. All he coming uh-huh. up here is to laugh, to laugh between you and leave you with another child. It's like uh-huh. um, this young girl down the street from where we are was is a typical situation last year. Here it is. When she moved into this house, uh, we know it was a Section 8 house that they moved into. They got, uh-huh. they got their vouchers. She came up in there. She was pregnant and she had the baby. She and the boyfriend that he, that he, you know, he keeps sneaking around there, the same thing, holding up the pants in one hand, walking oh around here, goodness. looking as ugly as a gremlin, you know. And <laughs> he got, he got, that's what he reminded me, he runs a damn gremlin. You know, oh, ugly as a gremlin. Ain't got no sense in his head. Mean. Coming up in there, and the two of them got into fighting. He ended up coming by there. He did a drive-by shooting and blow out her oh, patio God. door with a gun. What? I kid you not. He shot up the door because I saw the maintenance people were out there putting up, um, you know, plywood and whatever else until they could order the glass to come in to fix the door. They said, yeah, hard, hard, no, man, they got into it. And, you know, he drove by there and he shot up the dog on the door. A week later, the nigga was back over there again. You know, she still got him in, in you know, coming by there. And what? I, that's I'm what waiting. I said, too. I said, I said, if any man could come to my house and shoot up my damn house, risk it to kill oh. me. Because of some other foolishness, and then I'm going to turn around. You know what? He going to get his ass to beat them because all I got to do is get on the damn phone and call my brothers and my cousins, and he going to find his ass something to the ground. It's going to be some black-on-black violence going to be going on here because he going to find his ass something. <laughs> because, oh, my because if, God. Because if you cannot come back to my house, if you come to my no. house and you shot it up, and I'm going to let you uh-uh. come back in a week later. No way. Uh-uh. No way. Uh-uh. The landlord finally had to go and serve eviction. until you know what? You got to get up out of here. Put put him out. Said, you got to go. Well, he don't live here. He don't come by here. 
But every night, because they got a camera, she drive by there, she caught, caught a camera with the car, and saw the little fool sneaking in and out of there at night, lying to them, saying, no, he's going to live there. But they caught him on tape, that him coming in and out. Wow. And she said, no, you, y'all got to go. Put all of them out. Wow. She going through all of that, all of that to have that trifling wow. Negro laying up in her house. Just because you want to have a man, you know, this is the thing that yeah. I'm saying with these young girls. No self-esteem. No self-esteem. No, no yeah. damn common sense. Because to me, safety no. comes first. Oh. Because if a man going to come by and oh, drive by God. your house and shoot it up, then who knows? That's he could be stomping you to death in your house. He could be beating you up and putting you in the emergency room. Exactly. Yes. Drive by and shoot and you got your kids in there. Exactly. He could have killed somebody in there, you know, he, for whatever reason, he, he shot up the door. I could not believe it because I saw all the shattered glass and everything. Big old long patio door. And the man was out there. He said, yeah, they got into it. And this fool went and shot up the, um, shot up the thing. Yeah, That's why they had the to put up a plywood door, um, on, on their, sc- their patio screen door. That's and how you want see, not, and then she take him right back in and go right back a week later. That's what I'm And then, and then he knows he knows that he can do this over and mm-hmm. over again. He knows it's no limitations, it's no boundaries. But, see, but let me tell you what it is. Them young girls like that willy willy. They love that willy willy. They love it. They love you see, it. You see, you're going to have to train yourself out because sex is not paying no bills. You can't go to the bank. I make a deposit right. on sex and get some some money back from it. You're not gonna get nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, we we have got that's to a good go. one, Sarah. That's a good one. <laughs> no, no, because because no because of that you end up getting put no because no your section is about you could get yanked from you and all of these other things and jeopardize mm-hmm. yourself if and your she children. Moved, she lost her Be- voucher. If they made if they served her and made her move, she lost her voucher. Exactly, because because now as hard as things are, and then when she left out, she was pregnant again with another child. She just had a baby. Oh, my gosh. And she was, her belly was popped out again with another baby. So, you see, these are the children that we got feeding into the foster care system. And where these gay and lesbians be coming along and snatching them up and want to be walking around with them like chia pets. You know, all these black children. It's from people like you who who have these children. They don't... can't take care of them, and then the welfare system comes. Okay, we giving you vouchers and everything else, and you can't take care of man coming up here shooting up the house. We're gonna open up a case on you. We're gonna have your children taken from you. Yep. And some of these children are being and being sold into the sex market. Exactly. These children are being abused because every day you read about it in the news about because white people don't care for their children. Period. The ones that they give birth to, they don't give a damn about them. So imagine if they come along and they take some black children like like Mother Dunning is going to with her children for a check right. because all they see them for yes. is a check. I could get a yes. check. I could put a new addition on my house. I could buy a new vehicle. I don't give a damn. I don't have to do nothing to these children. I have to keep them here. I have this check coming in every month. That's all they care about. They don't mm-hmm. give a damn about them. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not yep. Are you still breathing? Um, okay, good. That's it. And that is so true. That is and just still so breathing. true. When the lady comes to visit, you better smile. I'll beat you when she leaves. You know, oh my goodness. Exactly. Let's it's, take it's a quick terrible. break and I, we'll come, we'll pick right back yes, up. Lady. We're going to a quick, quick break.
This is Brother Elliot, host of Time for an Awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium. I don't know nothing about that Zydeco up there. Um, what is it? Um, Icy hot up there in uh, Minnesota. So we're down here in Mississippi and Texas, Louisiana, where they have all of that Zydeco music going on. Have you heard that one, Icy Hot, up there in uh, Minnesota? No, I have not heard that one either. <laughs> 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 and you either. Know what they would have is here, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, honey, that's the Zydeco music down here in Texas. Look, so um, let's wrap up this love with... Let me say this real quick. And we also know, see, listen, now y'all What's know that? they was having a trial about the little white boy that supposed that um, they went to this this um, real... Yeah, prep school. school. Yeah, it was a prep, prep school, school rapist. Yeah. Uh huh. So now y'all know they found him not guilty for the rape, but they found him guilty for uh like sending um sending stuff on the computer to her, and like she was a minor, and but all those are misdemeanor charges. Now, now who is this Delta? It's it's oh you hadn't been keeping oh yeah I forgot it's been all on the news. It's all on CNN. The trial been going on for like about two, three weeks. This young boy that at this prep school where um, where the Secretary of State went. Um, oh, John okay, with the rape and all of that going on, uh-huh. the so, initiation yeah. or something. Okay, so yeah, that is well, just update for, for people that aren't familiar with the case. Can you just give us a little quick, brief background of it? Okay. And- Going to the background is at this prep school, they was um, all the older boys. When the young, it's a private school, but it's a prep school. They pay a lot of money for the real, real rich people sending their kids. And I think it's like, like fifty thousand dollars a year or a semester or something like that. Yes, and a lot of the politicians okay. cheering go there. But anyway, uh-huh. this young man, they have a thing in. They have a thing at the school. When all the young girls come in, 15 and 14, the boys 18 and 19 goes and have sex with them. And they got a little game that they play. They want to see how many boys can get, uh, have like a contest, how many boys can sleep with all these girls. The, uh, and you win if you sleep with more than the next boy. But anyway, 
he was found not guilty for raping her, but he was found guilty of misdemeanor charges. And so what do y'all think about him having sex with her? And, okay, she said that she went down to have sex with him, but she changed her mind. Then he says that he didn't have sex with her. But then he told me, yes, he did have sex with her. So what do y'all think about that? Do y'all how old is he and how old is she? She's she was 15, 15. And he was uh, uh, 19 or uh, 18. I think he was okay, 17. So this song, this, 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 I think they both were on the age. Well, it all depends on what state because some states they considered you to be as long as you were both within the same age range, it's not considered to be statutory no, rape. he was older. He was but, older than her. He, yeah, I know he was older than her because he was still in school. He was like in his last year and she was an incoming freshman where they do these little stupid things. The point of the matter is it doesn't matter if she changed her mind or not. If a woman says no, you it's not up to you to try and persuade her to change her mind and make it yes. If she said no as a man, no means no. Like, oh, I told my sons, I said, I don't give a damn. I don't care. You, uh, I don't care how aroused or whatever it is that you need to be. You need to, that should act as a cold shower. If she says no, let it go. Don't force it. Just back off yeah. and move on. Because yeah. you're going to find yourself in jail because that's all of this stuff works because a woman could say yes one minute and then you know, she gets healthy and she changed her mind at the last minute. White folks are good for doing this kind of crap. This is, this is their type of behavior. Raping people yeah. is, is a part of their um, thing. This is a right of passage for, 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 white, for white people, for white boys in particular. So if they're Domination. doing one of their own, yeah. Domination. This is an act of violence. This is an act of violence that you are doing because you are dominating this um this young man, and you are right. you, you are going to force yourself on her. And if they can do it to one of their own, now you could imagine what they're doing out here to black women and other women out here. But well, I'm only concerned with black women. You could imagine what they're doing to black women here. And the first thing they always want to say, oh, she asked for it, and it wasn't rape. That it was always consensual. When it's a black person involved. It's always that we asked for it. We were all in agreement with exactly. it. I didn't rape her. You know, I can't rape Mannerisms. Exactly. But this is what he, this is what they did at that school. So you can tell it was a rape culture at that school. And I'm sure uh-huh. that if it's a boarding school, these administrators, they have to have some kind of idea that if you're going to have a co-educational institution going that's a boarding school, there's going to be some kind of hanky panky going on. Somebody needs to keep a close watch on the women's dorm. You need to yeah. have people on that dorm to make sure that nothing gets out of the way. Because she's going to find a way you to sneak what? around and, and, and get things done. Mm-hmm. They, prob- and then, and they then, probably and filming then. those children and selling those tapes. And it's part of the, their whole pedophilia ring and all of that crap. I don't yeah. put anything past any of these people. Mm-hmm. Because they said that they knew that I mean, this, this was common knowledge. If this was like initiate and some type of initiation practice, uh, regular, uh, uh, one of their rituals, really. So, you know, they knew exactly what was going on. Like you said, Sarah, so I don't put anything past them. So if they knew that it was going on, I guarantee you they're filming it, they're selling the tapes, 
They're doing all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, watching it. Cause she got all of those nasty stuff that they always do. Exactly. If y'all are paying $50,000 a year for tuition for your child, you can best believe they got a lot of high-tech gadgetry there to monitor and know what's going on as well as around-the-clock security guards or whatever on yeah. campus to keep out people from out there. Me personally, mm-hmm. as a woman, I don't see why any person would want to send their female children to a co-educational boarding school. It makes no sense. College is one thing. Because then you know they're much more older, they can handle themselves somewhat. But for you to take and turn your 13 and 14 and 15 year old children over to a co-educational institution with boys running on campus, you need your damn head examined. It shows to me irresponsibility on the parts of parents to let your children go to an institution like that where things like this could happen. Right. But also, fair, but also white women, they train their daughters to go on, go on campus and look for doctors and lawyers. Mm-hmm. They train them. They train them to go on there and look for those type of men in in, in relationships with them. That's what exactly. they train them to do. And plus, so all the of young, these people, they're money people because if they're going to that type of school, they come from well-to-do family. So it's a way for you to network and find a, um, a future husband in a, on a campus like that, but it is still dangerous. It is still a very dangerous position for you to do to throw young children into a mix like that to lead to um in a boarding school. I, it's irresponsible behavior on the part of a parent. I would not do that if I had female children. Send them to a school, a boarding school at that young age, where no young boys are predators. Their hormones are raging. They want to experiment with drugs, alcohol, and sex. I would not do that. Yeah, you have to do that. That's something to think about. I don't know. I, 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 just Man, with white people and, and their schooling, you know, it, we're just in dangerous and strange times as it stands right now. We are in some very trying times when it comes yes, to our we children. Are. We really are. So we have to do something different. I'm saying that that's my mantra and change the game. We have to do that. And Sarah, you always have something enlightening to say. In making out a love list, what young women, what would you advise for young women or older women to start looking for in a man or requiring for, for from a man in terms of a relationship so that we can stop having these um, psychological trips and these drama-filled relationships where we can't stay together as mm-hmm. black people, as man and woman, and have a beautiful family and raise some children? Find out, first of all, you need to find out what type of relationship this man has with his mother. Because okay. if he don't have a good relationship with his mother, he's not going to have a good relationship with any other woman until he resolves that issue with his mother. Because a lot of men out here, they're still having suffered from trauma from their mother, whether they felt neglected by their mother or whatever. They've got to resolve that issue. And if they don't resolve it, and then from their mother, 
than with their fathers because if they have unresolved issues with their fathers, then that is something that you're going to need to get resolved for them. You need to talk, you're going to need to find out, dig a little deeper before you start swapping body fluids. You need to find out the relationship that this man have with the men and women in his life. Because that's going to lead, lead you to know what it is that you have looking forward to. Because any other man that says, you know, that I don't like black women because y'all too loud, y'all too bossy, y'all too this, y'all too that, you're going to have problems. Because he already telling you up front that, you know, he, he don't like his mother. Because if you're going to exactly. start saying that kind of nonsense, you know, that's yep. why I don't date black women because y'all full of this and y'all full of that. He got issues. Don't yeah. try and be the sample that you're going to change him and you're going to be the one to make him come back to black women. No, don't don't make yourself a test subject. Mm. You know what? That's so true because that's what I was told. Um, um, take note of how a man, the relationship a man has with his mother, his sisters, his aunts, and women in his family. Take note yeah. of that if he has a sour relationship with his mother or, or disrespect his mother or sister. Hasn't has like spoke to her in, in, in weeks, yeah. things like that. Um, a year, a year. Right. You know, like, uh, okay, why his, his voice, his voice changes when he speaks of her, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pay attention to that. Certainly, certainly. Um, the part that you brought up, though, the relationship that these men have with their mothers, uh, because I think, I don't know if I read an article that talked about this, or we were maybe discussing this previously, but just wondering, is that really playing a lot into um, the whole relationship that men are having with women, the, the poor relationship that some men are having with women because of the lack of love they receive from their mother or the resentment that they hold? From, the, from their mother, you know, not being there, whatever the damn case was. And so now so many of these black men, <clears throat> excuse me, feel, feel this, this, uh, disdain for women. I, I mean, I actually encounter some men, I mean, they actually have a, a, a this pure disdain for women, like this hatred. This, uh, for black women. Treat women. For black women on, on black roads. Molestation. Is really high, high, high in the male percentage, but then they're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to handle it or enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And especially really the, oh, yeah, especially all like like mother um Hattie is saying, if they've been through a lot of the juvenile system, there's a possibility that they could have been um molested in that institution, because mm-hmm. I find that some a lot of black they have something it's against black women because the women only talk and treat black women they're not going to treat a latino woman or especially a white woman they don't do that like everybody was talking about dr dre how he beat up all of these black women to him downstairs and all of that you can best believe he is not going to do that to a white woman he ain't going to do that to her but you see black men um some black men all of their angst that they have against black women they take it out of us. They kick us around, and we put up with a lot of that crap. But when they leave out of here, and they decide, okay, I'm going to jump to the other fence and see what the grass is like over there. I'm going to fool with the Asians, the Latinos, Arabs, or whatever type of women. They treat them like queens. Uh-huh. They ain't going to put their hands because they know them Arab men are coming. They're going to slit your damn throat if you kick their women around like you do a black woman. White right. man, you know, already yeah. don't know. White man ain't going to let you put up. You, you, 
Because you already know with a white woman, you you taking your life into your own hands. Because all she got to do is pick up a phone in an argument, and the cops come there, and they see a black man, a white woman, you're going to jail. Regardless if you got all the bruises on you, he's still going to put you in cuffs. Yes. Huh. No questions asked. No questions mm-hmm. asked. You won't, have a, you won't have a moment to say anything. Yeah, not at all. So, we got to straighten well, out our relationships, you know, ladies. And like I said, the first of it, it starts at home. And one of it is have to start with home. our, who we choose to mate with. That's the point that we control as women. Since we got to, we give birth and we carry these children. We have got to be selective on who we choose to mate with. Because all of this slave breeding that we have been doing, you just run around with a man, oh. he looks good, he got a good job, he drives a nice car, you know, he kind of oh. cute looking, he got nice wavy hair and all this other crazy <laughs> stuff that people look at as being um attractive. You got to throw mm-hmm. all of that out the window because you've got to think that, you know, if I have children with this man, what am, what, what am I going to be doing with this children years down the line from now? You just, we just can't breathe like we're on a slave plantation where it don't matter to you because you don't own your children. The master will come along and snatch your children up and sell them off from you any day. We have got to stop thinking and behaving like that because that's, that's how a lot of us, these young girls are behaving. They're just breeding and having children. That's why I keep saying a lot of times people are talking about black women and having all these abortions. It's not in the black community. Black women are not having abortions like they are putting this property with black women aborting. It's not black women who are doing it. Because all of these women that I'm seeing that get pregnant, the minute they get pregnant, they're keeping their babies. They're running out to the clinic to go on an abort here. They're keeping their children. Even though they don't know what they're going to do a year from now, but they're still going to go through it and they're going to give birth. Yeah, I see plenty of people. Well, I'll get, well, now me, you take me, a lot of need an abortion because I, I believe in it. I believe in it and uh they come on down here and see me, and if I can hook them up to help get rid of some of them, I will. I know that may no. sound awful. I know it may sound terrible. No, that may sound terrible. I agree with Mother Dunning. I agree with her because sometimes you yeah. have a right to your body, and nobody tells you what to do with your body. And if you want to get I, rid of something. I agree something, with that. No, you know, like what, like what Mother Dunning is saying, um, ladies, you know, she makes a very valid point because sometimes, um, in, you know, you have got to weigh the consequences. Okay, if you're going to have this child now, are you going to give birth to it at a less than a year from now or while you, after you deliver it, white people want to come along and snatch this child from you and throw it into the hands of a pedophile? Would you prefer that or would you prefer to just go ahead and go down to the clinic and have that abortion? Because you still, that child is going to still, going to still get abused. I would prefer to know that if I know that I can't afford to take care of this child and I know that this is what the long-term future is going to be, that this child is going to be battered and abused and go through about 10, 15 different foster homes and um, get raped and all of that, I might as well just go ahead and get this dog on abortion, you know, and I, and I deal with the ancestors on the other side for that. Because it don't make no sense to do that. And there were many, many, many um, mothers, from what I've read, that had their own induced self-induced abortions or some form of an abortion so that their child would not have to uh, have to grow up on some of these Caribbean plantations. 
from mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. plantations in America, period. Yeah. But I, at, at this time, though, I, I, I just I wouldn't have an abortion. I'd rather just have the child and then try to find a family member. You know, like we used to do. Take somebody or take the child in and say, this is my baby. But I guess it's, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. People, people don't have time anymore. And the reason I say that, now you got a, you, you got a lot of people to do it. Now I come from a family. We will do it, but you got other people won't do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would do it, but you got other people. It's not, you got some people is just not going to give their life up. You say, no, Uh you went out and this and you won't have to suffer the consequences. So I'm not well, raising no kids. I'm raising my kids, and I'm not raising right. them because my it's selfish. I, you know, selfishness. You know, that's when we become a very selfish generation, and it's a me me generation. That's how we have become, and these children are the end. That's why you've got to be careful. You know, there are so many things like birth control out here that women could take to prevent themselves from getting in a family way. It don't make no sense that you just go out here and just take a chance. And you end up pregnant or you end up some kind of you, disease. They just want to sex, 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 and have sex all the time and don't worry about getting out a baby. And the consequences come behind a baby. All they want to feel good at that moment, I got to break mm-hmm. it down. I don't mean to offend nobody. They want to bust a nut at that. They want to bust a little nut at that moment, feel real good. And then when it's all real good and it's said and done, a lot of times a baby come behind it. Then when the baby come behind it, they got you can't take care of the five you already got, and then you're going to go make it number six. Then you can't take care of number two, the two you got, then you're going to make it number three. It just don't make no sense. You got to learn to be mm-hmm. able to take care of yourself. And the problem is the young girls are not taking care of themselves anymore. They just having sex. They have no, a lot of them have no good examples to That's show what them. I wanted to you bring don't in have, like you don't yes, have no, have you don't have to do this. Yeah, but my daddy told lot, me these words and I never forget it. Let me tell y'all this and I'll shut up a moment. My daddy told me and I believe everything my daddy told me. And see what the problem is, you don't have no, you don't have no daddy's grown daddies and home. These are these are, this is how my daddy scared me. He said, if you get a baby, I'm going to kick it out of you. I'm going to kick I'll it out of you. Him. I'm going to but I'm just saying this the way he said it. Mm. He said, if you get a baby, I'm going to kick it out of you. You're not going to disgrace the family. And take a guess what? He uh, That's all he had to say. He had us so scared, we didn't believe it. We, I mean, we believed him. We were so afraid uh-huh. of him. We believed uh-huh. him. So, I mean, that's my daddy way of discipline. And I love my father. Uh-huh. But, you know, my father worked and take care, took care of, you know, uh-huh. half of the time when he wasn't drinking. But what I'm saying is, it just don't make no sense for you just keep a laying up, having babies. Love making is good in the right places, in the respectful places, in the respectful time. But now it just it just going it just like answers. It's like answers and love books. They going at it. 
You see, you have got to know the genetics of the person that you're about to mix with. Because a lot of times we don't know, like I said before, you know, we got all of this confusion running through the black gene pool. Because you just snatch up somebody and you agree with them. You don't know the insanity, if there's mass murder or whatever it is coming from that side of the family. Because of all of this slave breeding that happened with us and all of these people thrown together. On the African continent, there were some people there. These people were matchmakers. There were some tribes were off limits for you to have any kind of interaction with. You would never um, put your, your daughter or your son to go and get tangled up into that but, tribe. But as a result of us being thrown over here in this slave culture, we got all kinds of stuff running to us. But then again, you we can stop it now. Because you do not want, because you got to look at these people's history. Because if you got them, um, this person, he, his, his father and his uncle and everybody else, they're known criminals. They know they beat up people. They're into all kinds of, um, they're pimps and all this kind of stuff. Why in the hell do you want to go and mix up with that family? But remember, Sarah, years ago when we was kids coming up, we was taught you just didn't do that. Your mom and daddy tell you that them people down that street right there, you better stay away from them and you better not have no dealing with them. They is not good for you. And back then, uh, kids listen at their parents. But now mm-hmm. the kids, the, the parents are so young now that's having babies, they don't listen. And then a lot of times they're not home to even discipline the kids to try to make sense. And then the young parents are so stupid because I've heard some of them say, um, I've heard people tell them, say, yeah, you need to tell your child not to do that. Uh, tell your child don't do this. Don't do that. I ain't telling my child nothing. My child, mm-hmm. me and my child is friends. Me and my child is friends. And I'm not going to discipline my child like that. I'm not going to tell my child to do this or do that. See, they, 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 they mind ain't fit right. Tell me what decent a person who wouldn't want their child to do right. So that tells me your mind is not mature. You're not, you know, you just just spitting out, you just spitting out a seed on the ground. And then, the, and then a lot of men, not only black men, because they had a white man on TV the other day. Now, this is rare. They had a white man on TV. He was um 40 or 30-something. He may be about 38 or something like that. Y'all do not know, this white man had 23 kids. I was blown away. Oh, 23. Lord, have mercy. Well, yeah, he ain't 23. Ain't nothing okay. new for them. You know, look about a lot of them who donate to the sperm bank. I had this man, I was watching this show. I can't remember what channel it was. This white, this white man, he gay now. He, he eventually turned gay. After he was married, he, he married to a woman and he made, white man married to a woman, made four or five children with this white woman. But then he had the audacity to say, well, oh, while I was in college, I made a lot of donations and the last thing I counted, I think I got about like 15 or some, you know, children that I got out there, you know, got a smirk on their face. You see, white people, they look at that as virility, that, hey, I, I'm producing, I'm contributing to the white race that me make going out there making all of these children. That's what they look at. It's when they do it, they're helping society. But when we do it in a similar situation, like you look at like the Duggan family, the Duggars or whatever the hell that damn family name that used to be with the 19 children. 
they'll look at that as a sign of progress. Here it is, just white people. They could make all these babies. It, 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 they prop that up. They give them all kinds of money, put them on TV and do all of that. The same thing they did with uh-huh. that Kate, John and Kate plus eight and all that other crazy stuff. They do that when uh-huh. white people do that. But look how many black families that we have, have that naturally have um, multiple births. You don't see them because black people is not supposed to be, we already know we fertile anyway. They're not going to advertise us. But when they do it, they get celebrity status for doing crazy stuff like that. But white men has always been going around the damn globe, dropping seed or making babies all over the damn place. That ain't nothing new for them. Yep, you right. You right. They're they're afraid of extinction. So when when they do it, it's to keep they, their race going. Mhm. And they ain't making no love. That ain't that ain't be, that ain't being in love. That just, that's not that that's just not important. <laughs> Yeah, they want to keep the the white line, genetic line going. But one thing that you all were saying, Mother Dunning, and Mr. Brown had said it when he was on the show the other night, with something that I've seen around here with these parents, and we talk about parenting in a black family. Like, this lady that lives across the street from us, she has these three children. There, One of them, at least they're all under 13, three boys. Got the boys here, um, you know, this new kind of semi mohawk that they wear with their hair kind of shaved down to the side, you know, with a little kind of afro thing, and then that dye. They dye their hair on the top of their hair, that blonde dye. I've been saying a lot of that. Yeah. Hey, 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 hold on, Sarah. Sarah, let's let's take a quick break because I want to hear your story. I've been seeing a lot of these young people dyeing their hair red and blue and all the yellow and the blue. Especially in white, um, in the in the young girls are going gray. The young girls are going yes. gray. I'm seeing a mm. lot of that because we were somewhere, and some little girl had some blue hair, and I think it was shades on the side, and it's blue. And um, I know a lot of those Black Lives Matter um, girls, those lesbian girls. I know they wear that blue and that white, and you know your Black Lives Matter and the burgundy. They had a yeah, in the Burgundy, they had that Transgender Lives Matters march the other day. I said, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take a quick break. All right, so let's just get back into our topic. Let me get my earphones on here properly. Okay, Sarah, you were talking mm-hmm. about yeah, the um, children, the children with 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 the dye, the dying in the hair of boys. Yeah, and to me, you know, that was a woman that had to have done it. The mother had had to have give consent. So here it is: you have these minor children, um, under ten years, and one was like somewhere about eight or nine years old. And the other one was about 12, and the other couldn't be no more than 13, her son. All of them have this, one of them had like a little blonde piece on the front of his head, and the other one had a blonde piece going all the way down the back of the head. And, you, you know, on the rest of the hair, it, um, it's black. And to me, it's, it's a sign of homosexuality. When I see men and women with that kind of shaved off hair on the side, and they got these colors, you advertising that you into that kind of funny stuff. 
That's what it looks like to me. And, a, and any mother who would allow their child, because that's what happened to the same young man who got shot in his car dealership down here in Arlington a couple of weeks ago that was stomping uh-huh. on the car where the cops came in and shot him. His head was the same uh-huh. way, too. He had his head yeah, on like a gold or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I thought I saw that blonde or gold or something. Yeah, that I'm blonde thing on the top of his, 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 his head. It's, it's been going on a whole lot. He's saying, and we don't know what the hell it is, but I'm seeing these things. Like when the Mohawk here style came in a few years ago, uh-huh. all of these black uh-huh. kids was running around here, got their hair, wearing their hair in the Mohawk. Then now this new fad come up here now where you, you wear your hair and then you dye it on the top and all of these parents uh-huh. running around here, like I'm seeing these children you know, like young little boys with this stuff. To me, if I was in, in any principal in any school, I would have sent them home the first day and said, you know what? You're going to have to go home and you're going to have to cut that stuff out your hair before you come back. Yeah, because I thought a lot of schools have those dress codes where they don't even allow that, um, those different colors. Well, and, I'm going to tell you what, different you're so quick on the ACL. You've been so quick on you as a principal talking about some child and their hair color. Really? Well, these, are element, these, these are elementary school children. They have got to have some kind of dress code, some kind of handbook. They have got to have some stipulation in in, the, in their handbook as even to what is appropriate. Even when they even when they even when the handbook says that you can't um just be disruptive in your attire or your dress. If it's a public school, and even if it's not. They're not going for that. They're gonna get that. That would be, um, you know, the parent would raise such hell, and they'd be on the news at school in ten seconds. See, that's where, like I said, that's where we are falling out on the job because this, to me, um, I, I, I don't see why any mother would want to well, take yeah. her child into the into the shop and die or even do it at home herself. You know, why would if your child come in and say, "Well, mom, could you put this color in my hair?" I would say, "For what?" I said, why you want, why you want to put that color in your, you're a boy. Boys don't walk around here with that crap in their hair. You see, that right. children are monkey see, monkey do. White That's boys right. run around here with all this crazy stuff, the tattoos, the piercing, the earrings and all that. And then what happened though, you look around, you see black people doing the same damn thing and you don't even know why. But because ever since we got integrated with these white people, whatever crazy stuff they come up with and they do, Black children right behind them doing it, and sometimes we're going to outdo the white people. We're going to take it a whole nother level. Because that's how we uh, do it. Uh, certainly. There's something, there's something else I'm seeing this. Um, let me see. Mother Hattie, I want to ask Mother Hattie something, and then I want to bring in Matangi for um, the end of the show to talk about her foreplay topic. Okay. I want to hear about this too. Okay, icy hot. What would you say? What would you add to the love list? Something that these young women need to look for or require. Not just young women. I don't know why I keep saying well, young women because it's some old women too. That's right. I think uh-huh. women need to look. Oh, I'm gonna just come back there to where I need to go. It's called equally yoked. It's a lie when they say you. Opposites attract. You might attract opposite, but I can tell you one thing: you're not gonna get along probably too far, or it's gonna be dysfunctional. So I would say you want someone who's equally to you all the way around. 
Now, people used to think that meant equally yoked for just you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, or you're a Muslim, I'm a Muslim, or you're a Jew and I'm a Jew. Mm-mm, we talking. As you ladies say it, financially, educationally, intellectually, and things you have in common and you like to do. Mm-hmm. Certainly not to say you're not going to get along with somebody like that in a relationship who is not the same as you in some ways. But my thing is, and my love list, the top of my love list is not sex, it's not money, it's the mind, your intellect. I got to have a smart man. Oh, yeah. I can't be fooling with nobody who's intellectually not as competent as I am. I ain't that bright, so, you know, the level is not that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I agree. I'm just saying, I got, I got to have some mind muscle. Yeah, yeah mind stimulation. Addition conversation, yes. Mind stimulation. Yes. I got to have yes. some intellectual yes. capacity. So, Definitely. that was the top of my list. Able to comment on something. And talk then, about something. I think yeah, the next thing on my list would be somebody who's conscious. Who's, you got some consciousness about you. Okay. And who's healthy. Emotionally, healthy. the whole work, physically, everything around, healthy. I got mm-hmm. enough because I don't need nobody who can't walk like me. <laughs> I know that's right. So, mm. Cleanliness. Girl, that's it for me. You know, yeah, health, yeah, that's, that's health. Cleanliness. If, if if a man is nasty, no, yeah. uh-uh. I can't I can't deal with 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 nasty man. You got to be able to wash your hands. You, you know, do <laughs> you know, do do, the, do basic hygiene, basic hygiene. Ooh, yeah. A lot of people take care of their hygiene because if I can look up in your mouth and your teeth look like you haven't seen a dentist since you was born, you got a problem. Yes. You got to take care of basic hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good one. You know what? That's something that a lot of people don't think about. And you come across some of these brothers, oh, baby, mm, they don't bathe regularly. And it's like, whoa. Mm. Yep. Now, I've gotta... never seen any of those. I don't even know where they come from. <laughs> it's not only that, but you got to have a very close relationship with water. Some people don't have that intimate <laughs> relationship with water and deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that having that have an intimate relationship with water. Yes, and toothpaste. Exactly. You know, these are ba- this is basic things that you can do. You don't have to have. If you keep yourself clean, your body odor. You know, take a bath, use soap, use deodorant. These are basic things mm. that we can do. But but some people they just they just nasty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was reading this blog the other night, <clears throat> and it's um it's some type of um like a sister to sister uh, love and relationship blog, and so apparently the sister has one of her male friends that writes in weekly, and so he was complaining about a woman who he likes, but she smells bad down there, so her <clears throat> hygiene is not up to par, and he doesn't know like how to approach it and how to tell her or what to do to be stay with her or what. So ooh, so some sometimes yeah. don't um well, wash it he, down I'd there. have a health issue as well. Yes. That's yes. true. Body odor is a thing. Yes. 
Yeah. If, you, if you give it off order, it tells you something else is going on internally with you. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. for me as a woman, you should be able to smell yourself. If your sense of smell is not that aware that you could smell yourself, like on your arms or between your legs or whatever, to know that odor is coming from there, something is wrong with yeah. you as a woman. Yeah, yeah, sure. A man, you know, you a know man your normal smell body you something smell. wrong. Exactly. Right. No one else should smell you before you smell yourself. You and know when you smell differently. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You know, when you sit down on that toilet, you know if something smells different. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. checked out. Right. Or something looks lift different. Lift up on your arms and you smell know? on your arms. You know, for women, yeah. you know, you can lift up on your arms and smell on your armpits to see if the odor is coming out from there because you're, one of the first places that you can send a sense of disease is through your perspiration. When you start perspiring, mm-hmm. your odor is smelling funky and foul. It's telling it's coming from the inside of you. Something is going on inside of you that you need to correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But like you said, you, too, get Karen, check, you gotta have that out. intimate relationship. Intimate relationship with water. water. Mm-hmm. Yes. So That's one of my O C D. If you do that every mm-hmm. oh time times in the summer, you gotta do it two, three times a day. I do, I do. Well, so it's not too bad of an OCD because, especially down here in Texas, ooh, yep. and Sarah, you yep. know, it gets so hot down here. Yeah. Child's been running in a hundred degrees um out here all summer long. You've got to bathe twice a day. That's you've got to, you've happen. got to take you a bath. Uh huh. And have your little sweat rag or little handkerchief, a little something to wipe that sweat and little wipes to keep yourself. Fresh and clean. Come on, Matangi. Talk to us about this foreplay one-on-one and bring us on out of here. Okay. All right. Bring us up. Well, let's me. let's bring us out. Let's let's bring look at let's out. look at <laughs> let's look at love making as as sharing one another um, with with the partner. Not so much as just well. We just finished talking about you know kids just. This penetration, you know, just, just having sex because a good deal of the kids out there today, they do not, especially women, girls, they do not even know what love making is supposed to feel like. They really don't. They have never experienced it. They have nothing to compare. So, um, what we're talking about is, is the foreplay is so much more to Sex than just a few kisses, a few rubs, and penetration. And if both partners really take their time and become familiar with each other's body and make it playful, and fun and extend it as long as possible before the actual penetration the whole love making will be more than just great it will be mind blowing and that's what good making love should be like it should not just be 
great for one and mm, okay for the other. So with with the woman foreplay is so important and and it is such a, a vital part of love making. And if the woman is totally satisfied, then the man is more pleased from her reaction to being totally pleased. As they say, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. So one-on-one -on -one role playing, I mean, foreplay can involve a number of things like role playing, the woman taking the initiative to initiate sex, to to advance or to rub or, or, or fondle with her partner to let her know, let him know that she wants him. A man likes to be to be be wanted. He wants to he wants to know that he's sexy. That's why a lot of men tend to to, to play around because somebody is paying some attention to them. Somebody is looking at them, think they still got it going on. You know, with, with with you, they may think that you've lost interest because you you may have seemed to lost interest in sex when a lot of times the man really doesn't know what to do until the woman lets him know what pleases her. So um, I wanted to ask some of the ladies on the on the line, how many of you have just said to your your mate, your partner, your husband, your lover, these are the things that I like for you to do. This is what really turned me turns me on. Watch this. Do it like this. Well, you know, I think in the actual, when I was married, in the actual lovemaking process, it was like we didn't have to verbally say that to each other. It was like we just knew and we were just very good in that, in that way together. Um, so it was just a, that was, that was really the best part of our marriage. We could read each other, so I I don't I don't know that kind of like I kind of got spoiled with that. I didn't have to, mm -hmm. and the sex was great. So so you yeah. two more 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 or less you followed your 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 body language. You were able to it, read your body yeah. language. You didn't yeah, have to do a lot of verbal. Verbal. We didn't do any of that. It was just yeah, was, yeah the yeah. body language. And maybe the love language too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, when two people are really close spiritually, then then they can then a lot of talking, verbal talking, you know, ver speech is not needed that much when you're spiritually connected like that because your energies are so in tune. You're you're on the such yeah, a, a, you're on the mm -hmm. same vibrational uh, uh, frequency, I, so a lot of talking isn't needed, but Say for instance, um, two people are not not there, you know. So a lot of times, men will say, "Baby, I can't read your mind," you know. So sometimes a woman yeah. is 
is a sort of reluctance to mm-hmm. to actually show a man what she likes. And so he's fumbling through. Um, if he does something, squeezes here, then you don't say anything. It's like, well, okay, I didn't get any response there. Let me try this. And then you just kind of lightly turn your head, you know, you know, then he doesn't know. So he's fumbling around in the, because every woman is different. Some women do True. not, cannot stand to have a man put their tongue in their ear. It just freaks them out. Oh, I don't you know. like that. But I yes. just want to say this also. Um, I just want to say. And some women love it. Yeah, right. and some women love it. I, I, I just personally don't. But, <clears throat> and I think that also what, what pretty much uh, prohibits a lot of women from actually being comfortable and expressing to a man, oh, you know, I like it like this or do this or do that. Because sometimes with some men, when you do try to share something like that, it can even be giving them directions. You know how men are. They don't want you to try to tell them anything like they don't already know it. Like, they, you know, men pretend like they're so smart. And, you know, a lot of times you guys are just not that smart, you know. Not saying that you're just not intelligent, but you're just not that smart in some cases. So, that's I think that, good. that's something. Yeah. Huh? And what? That's true. I was saying, I I think you're right on because some would probably think, well, I'm not doing it right, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And then they start with the, uh, well, how many men you been with? (laughs) What what you been doing? You know, yeah. <laughs> who, who you been with? Damn, baby, what you been doing? You know, uh, you know, like, you know, like you've been in porn movies or something just because you want him to touch you right there or pull your hair or something. You know, now you want to try to make me feel like I'm a freak. You know, damn. <laughs> well, then you know that, that, that you two do, do, do not work, you will, it will not make it. Y'all are not on the same frequency at all. Just stop it right there. Just stop it right there. When they, when you get a response like that, you know, unless they're joking, you know, unless they're joking. Yeah. But if they, if they feel that way, then, you know, they're not gonna, you're not gonna go to make good sexual partners anyway, because you're obviously more free than they are. And that's another no. thing, that's another yeah. thing that, that needs, you need to, to think about too when you get to 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 exchange your body fluids. If you got somebody that's that's really this way about sex, and then you're totally opposite, and it's just no giving in, and I just think that's the most horrible thing in the world. And then they just love it. Then just forget about it. No sense in torturing each other. And and that and that's part of of knowing what each other's. Uh, behaviors are, knowing what each other, if it's something that they just are adamant about and you cannot stand it, then don't try to force that person to change, you know, for you. You know, know that that's, that's what that person is. That's what that's what they are about. And don't blame them later on uh, getting all upset about it if you, because, because they let you know from the jump street that's what they like. I, I agree. I agree, you know? but you know, but one thing what you, the ladies were talking about with this sexual thing, one of the things for us as 
as, as sexual beings that has inhibited black people. Is this, Christ, this Christian religion that we have been raised into that has put this false concept of chastity and modesty upon, upon uh-huh. women and uh-huh. saying that, okay, you, you only supposed to have sex in a certain way or you uh-huh. supposed to only do it within the bonds of holy matrimony. This uh-huh. is what has created this mental block in a lot of our relationships because you're trying to yeah. operate in somebody else's paradigm because this is not exactly. how we work. Exactly. This is not our culture. This is not our culture. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 try, we're trying to live by someone else's design. And they don't even That's live by their design. same design. And they don't even live yes. by their same design. Because if you try to do something, oh, well, you being bad, you are being immoral. If you do, if you um, if you have sex in this way, or if you do certain things, you know, it may seem that it, it is bad. That's so they have made yes. the whole act of sex uh-huh. of, um something bad. So that's why a lot of people that have this guilt around them. And as long exactly. as you're carrying around that guilt, then you are not free to be um to be yourself and enjoy yourself because you carry that exactly. baggage from that religion. Exactly. Sex is sex is the most natural thing that beings are to do. And the Western world, mostly us, have made it so immoral so so ugly so dirty so this so that you can't do this mm-hmm. can't do that people are afraid to do what they want to do in their own bedrooms it's your bedroom if yep. both of you are consenting to do this new thing that you talked about then do it you don't have to feel ashamed you know mm-hmm. i mean Sex is supposed to be beautiful, it's supposed to be playful, it's supposed to be fun, and both people are supposed to enjoy it. It's supposed you know to be what, a, to a me, spiritual connection, too. Well, see, that's the thing about this. Men talk about what one likes, what the other one doesn't like. If, and I could, I'm, I'm, this is just me personally, if I'd have to go through all of that, to get satisfied or to satisfy my husband, guess what? It just seems like it's not a good sexual match, period. And that would be frustrating to me. Uh, and, and in that sense, I guess, if if you're not kind of equally um, compatible in that way, it just, mm-hmm. That would be a lot of stress for me. It, it just seems like it should just be. It should just be that way that you can communicate with each other in that way. That That's real sexy to me. Okay. When you say a lot, that's a lot to do. What are you speaking of? It's a lot to do. What do you, the, I, I, I'm, the, uh, the talking through the act itself is to me the natural uh, body language of your your spouse is just the way it is. I mean, and I can only go from my perspective because well, I, I yeah, I I, I understand I that. I, that's that's yeah, what I had. Now, now. That's what I enjoyed, and it would be frustrating for me to have to go through all that jockeying around okay. to be um, compatible or to get orgasms or to please my okay step, step outside of the perfect union for just a minute for people who are 
wanting to be creative, people who have been together for like five or six years, and things are starting to get um, a little boring for them. Everybody, everybody doesn't have this perfect sexual union that this lasts for 10 and 15 years. Normally, and it's not unusual for a couple after five or six years, then one of them gets a little bored and they want to want, uh, maybe want to do something else, but they don't, they do not know how to introduce it. They've never really talked about it, but this is a longing for them. I mean, sometimes people do have fantasies. Even older people have fantasies. So this is maybe a fantasy, you know, uh, what's wrong with, with one wanting to, to fulfill one fantasy? You're only going to be here one. So I have this fantasy that I want to, uh, tie you up with some little, um, uh, uh, silk scarves that I've put some fragrance on there so they smell nice and they're very soft and silky. And then I, I just, I just want to pour, um, whipped cream all over your body, you know, and then put a little pretty vibe a nice uh, satin blindfold all over your eyes, and you can't move. You let me do everything I wanted you to, to do, and you can't move. That's like a fantasy, you know. So a woman should be, it, there's no way in the world that she could just kind of like say with her body all those things. But that's a fantasy. So what I'm saying is sometimes it's good um, for couples to introduce something new and exciting in the bedroom if one of them, one or more of them, wants to spice know. things up, okay. you know? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But I guess it was just a natural thing for my spouse and I to do that. We just, we just did it. <laughs> and it was like, oh, exactly. Was and everything was wonderful and, and new. It worked but, out but okay. they, they, we need, else. we need other things to do. We need other, other things to do. I mean, unless you guys had a little routine going, you know. No, we were, we were kind of different, I guess, maybe. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Y'all had to be doing something more than just the standard, what do they call that, the, the oh, man on I, top? Oh, we did, oh, we did a lot missionary. of Missionary. Okay, <laughs> missionary. I know. That's what I'm saying here. That's what I'm saying that. here. Oh, you no, can't no, no. just do Are missionary. Kiss, kiss. Are you me? Right. That's why you, Who does you should that? remain. A lot of people do. That's what they, I, this, that's oh, why this, this, that's why we're introducing this in the show. A lot of people do. Trust me. You, you obviously oh, know better. We were, <laughs> you obviously know better, but a lot of people do not add spice to their oh, bedroom. I didn't know that's what you were saying. That's yes. what you were Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to pick back up on all of that because we need to hear a little bit more about Foreplay 101, but we are up to the last minute of the show. And so I just want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we will be back on Sunday, and we are going to talk about more empowering ourselves, the power of the two words, I am, and also dealing more with grounding ourselves and what change are we taking in our lives to make a change in all of this 
we see all of what we're experiencing, seeing our babies being shot down and killed and children being taken away from families. What are we going to do to make that change? Man in the mirror, like Michael Jackson said, make that change. I'm starting with the person in the mirror. So, Ozzy, give us a breath, a couple of breaths to take us on out of here. Breathe us out. Okay. Everyone, just kind of relax. Relax your shoulders. Shake your shoulders from side to side. If you're standing up, with your legs. If you're sitting down, just raise your legs off the floor and shake them. And take a deep breath. Breathe in through your nose. Take the breath all the way down your throat, your chest. Fill up your stomach. Make your stomach balloon out. And hold. And exhale. Push out all the negative energy. All the negative energies that you consume today. Ah. Inhale again. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Flatten your stomach. All right. And breathe normally. And remember, if you got to make a big decision in your life, somebody's gotten on your nerves, anything that is time for you to just relax, do some deep breathing exercises. Breathe in as much good, positive energy as the universe has to offer you. Remember, the universe is not punishing you or blessing you. The universe is responding to the vibrational attitude that you are emitting. Namaste. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.